0: It's summer, as the heat beats down on a packed seashore. The water is lapping on the beach in a calming manner. The ocean looks clear and smooth. There are little kids playing in the shallow water, and college-age kids on jet skis and sailboats just beyond that. There's a high school girls' volleyball team having practice off towards the emptier part of the beach, and a lifeguard tower that stands tall over everything watching the water. The normal chatter seems to quiet. The water seems to drown out everything else. And it gets eerily silent. And from the silence of that peaceful moment, you hear someone shout, Shark! Shark! Good evening, and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten always getting into mischief, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, TV's Travis. Well, hi hey there. Also with us is the endearing the ethereal Fay. Hi, hi. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast. Dreadly. Well, hello. So, Travis, what you doing? What you watching? How you been?
1: Uh, been pretty good. I've been um, I I've been playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I did get through the story mode um with Raphael, so I'm going to go back through and uh, I unlocked Casey Jones, and now I'll go through with the rest of the characters.
0: Mm. They're a fearsome fighting team.
1: They are. <clears throat> it is it is a super fun uh, throwback game. I, I love every second of it. It's just great, and I I want to play it multiplayer. It's up to six player, which would be oh insanely chaotic uh, and i look forward to that uh, i also saw top gun maverick uh, last week oh or i guess not uh just just this past monday actually um
0: which was you went on a <laughs> monday yeah nice and quiet mhm yeah that's true
1: so yeah that's what i've been up to
0: Faye uh, what you watching hey what, what are you doing what's up uh I, i've been
2: working <laughs> uh no i uh watched this movie that we're going to be talking about because i haven't seen it in like years so i rewatched this one um been keeping up with you know other than the the newest episode of uh obi-wan uh keeping up with star trek uh, strange new worlds um I just recently watched. What was that? Why is the name not coming to my head right now? Is it a sci-fi show? No, no, it's a horror movie. Oh, oh, Spiderhead Island.
0: Oh, I've not heard of that. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. uh, Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Have to I, I would classify it more as thriller than horror, but you know it fits. Um, it was really yeah. good. I really enjoyed it.
3: So were there spiders with heads or
2: no? It's oh. just the name of the island
0: and a recommendation. Yeah, that's pretty been pretty much it. And you, Dreadly, what are you? What's up? What's what's around? What's down? What's what's your, what's up? What are you doing? Tell me.
3: Well, gaming-wise, I've started playing Final Fantasy IX and enjoying that greatly, because that game is awesome. Yay. But a real game of this episode goes uh, to the quarry. The quarry.
0: Yes. Fuck yes, the quarry. (laughs) That game is fucking awesome.
3: Yep. I played... uh, to that on my Twitch channel with you, Monica. But no one will ever see that because I unlisted all the episodes because people are getting uh you know, music people after them. Yeah.
0: DMCA and whatnot. Even
3: if they use the streamer mode. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep. It's seriously stupid issues. Um but, but I wouldn't uh, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if we actually went through the game at some point again. So, you know, it's worth following Dred's Twitch channel because, you know.
3: Yes. Whenever I don't forget to actually post about it because I do.
0: Yeah. And we'll play other horror games on Wednesdays and Fridays. So it's like, yes.
3: Uh, But the quarry definitely, if you like horror, definitely play it because it's awesome. And it has a lot of uh, nice nods to all uh, kinds of horror. like. Just the beginning yeah. just the beginning when you open the game, the first notes you hear are just delicious, it's just nightmare on Elm street team music, basically nice.
0: yeah, there was there was so many things like referencing horror and a lot of dread's type of sense of humor.
3: Oh, yeah. I, whenever there's dialogue going on, I like go ahead and make jokes. And in this game, what I joked about, the character just said straight afterwards. And I'm like, OK, OK. I swear I did not write this game. Liar! <laughs> uh, and movie wise, well, we have two movies uh, that I can think of that uh, we watched in group. And they're quite uh, opposite sides of horror, you would say. Uh, First off, we have uh, an oldie, but somehow Monica never saw it. It's called The Faculty. Please
0: don't call it an oldie. What? I was all about Disturbing Behavior. Disturbing Behavior came out the same year. It's almost basically the same type of movie, like a high school kids, something weird, shit's going on movie. And it came out that summer, so when the faculty came out, I just was just like, oh, it's probably the same thing and for whatever reason and it came out like during Christmas so I tried to look this up to see <laughs> I think that's probably why I didn't watch it
3: the faculty has Robert Patrick Monica and he makes everything better I mean aside from the fact that they're
1: they're not the same movie at all um <laughs>
0: No, I mean, like, they're like twin movies, like, made in the same year. They're both high school kid movies where something weird is going on with the people. Like, it's not necessarily the same thing, but it's the same kind of story. So I would consider them kind of like twin movies. Yeah. But in any case, when he mentioned the faculty, that's, like, the first thing that came up and, you know... But, yeah, so now I've seen The Faculty, and it's a movie.
3: It's a great movie. Shut up. Yeah, I
1: remember going to see that in theaters.
0: Yeah. Great. Great is a huge word for you. There's uh, tentacles, Yes, I guess. Yes. All right. Fine.
3: There we go. All I need. Shut up.
0: <laughs> spoilers. 20-year-old spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Look, that movie came out in 1998. Okay, so 17 year old Travis went and saw that movie in theaters, and I only need to say two words to understand why I loved it so much, and that's Salma Hayek. There it is. Really, (laughs) the fact that the rest of the movie I actually quite enjoyed. I I, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is a special kind of crazy in his movies, and so I also very much enjoy that, but.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, it's funny because you were going to say two words and then you said Selma Hike," And I was like, there's a fully nude woman in this movie. <laughs> I thought yes. you were going to say her name, which I don't know what her name is. But the point is, there's a fully nude woman in this movie. I was and, not expecting that at all, by the way.
3: I am here to ah. defy your expectations. Oh, Speaking of defying expectations. Get it? Expectations. Uh, the, the, the movie, completely opposite, is a newer movie, and it's called X, oh, and yes. uh, that movie went places.
0: Yes, we yep. will not talk about it, because it is a new movie from 2022, This well, this year, that's what this year is, there you go, but yeah, um, suffice it to say, I watched this with, well, Dreadley and a few other guys, and none of the guys seem to enjoy it. I don't know what that means, but uh, uh, <laughs> I I don't know if either of you have seen it, Faye or Travis. Love to hear your opinion when you do, um, whenever that is. Yep. Okay. Or if you choose to. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I know somebody within the the mutant family that's writing an article about it, and so... When she gets done with it, I will also like to read what she has to say because it plays on a lot of interesting themes. Yeah. So we will cover that movie eventually because mm-hmm. it's it's too it's too much not to cover. Oh, we forgot about the um the other comedy movie. Well, I
3: mostly focus
0: on. Oh,
3: well, well, it's it's. It is a horror uh, we also watched uh, Let the Wrong One In, which is an Irish version. Well, kind of parody, but it's not parody, parody. Oh, let the right one in. It's very... which, that movie was better than expected.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It had some good parts to it. It wasn't as funny as I would have liked... Yes,
3: but it was surprisingly a good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, like it was probably—it's uh, not Shaun of the Dead, but it's—it's it's still funny and spoofy. I give it credit. I'm just like—I was expecting a little bit more funny, but I liked it. Hmm. I think it's time to peek around that corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news. So, we all found, well, I guess technically me and Faye found some trailers that came out this week. So, Faye, let's talk about the movie that you found. Smile. (laughs)
1: This
0: creeped the shit out of me. (laughs) It is so fucking creepy. Holy fucking shit. I am just going to scream that whole movie through. Hey. I actually haven't watched
1: the full trailer.
0: I watched it. You really should trailer. there's some surprising shit in there.
2: Yeah. Wait, let's just hope the movie lives up to the trailer, because the trailer is setting a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. probably
2: not. Yeah. But...
0: It's got a very
2: um It follows. It f- it feels like it follows to me.
0: Yeah. Just creep a lot. Very much <laughs> like that. And uh I don't like smiling at all anymore. Like. <laughs> yeah.
3: People should be forbidden to smile.
0: Yeah. It's like a Matt. Yeah, it's exactly. You're. That's exactly what I was thinking, Faye, too. Cause like it follows, but like it follows was like this straight blank face of like dead. And I was like, oh, there could be nothing scarier than that, right? Wrong. <laughs> this is fucking worse. <laughs> Please don't smile at me like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, that, that face. Those, uh, no. No, nope, didn't
3: nope. didn't care for that much at all. And the trailer, even I didn't expect the ending of that trailer, and it got me. That doesn't yep. happen a lot. I usually I, know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> I was I was saying that like I was watching I was watching it on my phone, right? Because I was I was working, and that's so. I I at the end when it comes to that part of the trailer, like I turned my phone sideways, and I was just like peering at it from the side. Like as if that's going to protect me from the monsters. Of course it will. Yes. Hey, just a just note too that on the Apple uh, iPhone a new emoji was added and it's literally a face with like fingers over the eyes. But like one of the eyes is exposed peeking through. Just like I watch horror movies. Peeking well, through my go. eyes. They did that just for you. Yes. Me and other I think it's
3: even cats. called Monica. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's called The Monica. Um, But the other movie that I I found um, is called They Slash Them. And it's got delicious Kevin Bacon in it. And it's going back to camp. And it looks pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, it's going to a camp, but it's not Crystal Lake, so.
0: Yeah. Or is it? (laughs) Maybe that's what they'll find out afterwards. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm just excited. I, I don't, know,
1: yeah, I don't know much about it, but I mean Kevin Bacon, so uh, it's got my attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, we'll uh, do that to you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of
2: wondering how they're going to do this because the way that the the thing at the blurb at the bottom of the trailer, says that they're going to an LBGT conversion camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm
0: hmm. It's very, very exactly like they better be real delicate with how they do this. Um, but, uh,
1: and it's got a pun for a title.
0: Mm hmm. Yes, it does. And that's it for the news.
3: And now for tonight's feature presentation.
1: Y'all know me, you know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you. But it ain't going to be easy.
3: Well, it's actually not a bird. It's a shark with razor sharp teeth. Oh, fuck that shit. I'm out.
0: Yeah. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Look, it's easy.
2: We're already on the boat. All we got to do is blow up one bad fish. Travis, you scatter the chum.
1: Come on. Why do I have to? Why can't Dred do it?
0: Because you'll taste better to the shark. A what? Watch out. Here he comes. Where? I don't see anything. Stop watching the sky dread. The shark is there in the water.
3: Oh, a water shark. How 70s.
0: Canigram. Jaws is a 1975 thriller directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, and based on the book Jaws by Peter Benchley. It has the distinction of being the first summer blockbuster, the first movie shot on the ocean, and a movie whose theme is so widely recognized by most people, just those first two notes are enough to have them swimming in the kiddie pool. Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. It's one of the best written horror movies, and I don't want to hear any arguments. It has heart, it has comedy, it has real fear. It has incredibly moving and complicated characters, and a simple mindless killer the mayor of Amity Island. No, I mean, I mean the shark. So, there's no way any of us have not seen this movie before or whatever. So, um, how do you like this movie, Dreadley? Well,
3: (laughs) after your words, I need to be careful what we say here. Uh, Well, Jaws, what can we say about the second best shark movie of all time? (laughs) Um, <coughs> got an Faye,
0: How did you feel about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and
3: he was kind of sorry, the my eyes have rolled so far
2: in the back of my head, I cannot answer. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's a classic, it's iconic, it's that way for a reason. I mean, it for its time, I, I say that just because I don't. Anyways, um, it's, it's, for its time, it's a good movie. Um, nowadays, it would need a lot more to be better, uh, in my opinion. But that is my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really wrong with the movie. It just nowadays is, to me, boring. Um, but for the time period that it was made, uh, it became iconic because it is a good movie. It's a well- Created movie, it's just compared to things nowadays boring for me. Yeah, no, we get
3: um, you kids. I was joking earlier, but uh, I'm the opposite. I thought the movie aged pretty well, and the only way I would say it's old is because of the people in it and the way they're dressed and all that. Because that's something you can't hide. But overall, the movie itself is still enjoyable and just aged well and shark still looks fine i mean
2: no the shark still looks fake (laughs) well
3: yeah but
2: the shark was real they
0: They used a real shark in this this movie i heard
3: yeah they they (laughs) fed him real people
1: too i think we killed travis
0: uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally totally real shark
0: yeah yeah, his his name is bruce
3: look, if they did this movie today, they would just CGI this shit out of it and yeah, it would, would look it. be fake. even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at it from that perspective, I think it looks fine as is. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Travis, how do you like this movie? So
1: this is um, one of the best creature features ever made. Uh, it's in a top Ten, I think, movies for me um, of all time. It is I I adore this movie for all of the reasons of it is it is premier filmmaking. It's a young filmmaker who is showing all the talent and skill and ability that he has in Steven Spielberg. The music is iconic and makes the movie. You have your three leads are fantastic. Uh, You know, um, Roy, Richard, and Robert are perfect. The the three R's on the boat. Gotta love it. Uh, he said
0: that so fast, I thought that was someone's name. And I'm like, what?
1: what? <laughs> yes, starring Roy Richard Robert. Um, <laughs> it's it's a classic, and it's a classic for the uh, the reasons of like what didn't work in production turned this into a classic. The shark looking a little bit fake, but also not working right out in the ocean and in the tanks where they were filming and all the stuff that they did forced them to pivot and to show less of it, which worked to its benefit. And and not because the shark looked fake, but because it created more tension and it let your brain fill in the gaps and it let your brain create what the shark was for a lot Mm -hmm. of the movie.
2: Well,
1: that's kind of like alien. Sure. It's an alien learned a lot from Jaws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean Jaws Jaws set the stage for a lot of these monster movies um, that came after it a lot of thrillers a lot of uh, horror movies that came after it w- took a lot of uh, inspiration from Jaws and it's the the less is more the the less that you see the more that you get to fill things in and it's a lot more like reading a book and it, you create the the things in there and then on top of that, it's beautifully shot. The, there's some, so much good framing in it. The writing is great. The chemistry of the actors, which mm-hmm. is really funny given that their chemistry on set was like Robert Shaw was drunk most of the time and uh, really Actually difficult to work like with. <laughs> um, so it's, he and, uh, and Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw did not get along making this movie. Robert Shaw made Dreyfuss's life hell. He treated him like shit. And it was like, he, they did not get along making this movie at all. Um, I like the quote from Roy Scheider though, saying like Robert Shaw, he's a, he's delightful man when he was sober, but you put one drink in him and he becomes a competitive son of a bitch. And like, that was just what it was like, but it worked. It was perfect for the parts that they were playing and the writing for it. That scene where Quint is telling his story is amazing. The There's no music and it's just Robert Shaw Chewing the scenery up all around him, telling that story, and you're you're just like you can't take your eyes off of him. I could. Is
0: yes, all of his scenes of talking and whatnot is just I can't not look at it. Like how many times is that scene where he scratches the chalkboard been parodied over and over and over again? Oh, like, so much. It's of this, the- oh, we might have even done it in this episode, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's he is just that good that scene so i watched the movie there's all these little scenes in the movie that just make me so like elated that that add to like the the pieces of that and that scene of him telling the story it takes the movie in this direction of me feeling something for this dude that i was kind of like okay he's kind of a drunk asshole or whatever you know and he's singing this you know ladies of spain song all the time and He's all being crude and telling nasty jokes, but then he tells the story and it's like, so that's why he is the way that he is. Yeah. You know? And then you lose him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <yeah.
2: laughs>
1: well, and, that, and but that's, that's the thing is like, it's, it, it's so well structured in that way for his character because his character is brash and he's mostly drunk all the time. And he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. I will kill this shark for you, but it's going to cost you a whole shitload of money um and he's just a dick to everyone um which i i also love the behind the scenes story on that where it was an actual he based that character off an actual person that was next to the set when they were uh doing all the set dressing that was like just this curmudgeonly old fisherman and so robert shaw kind of based his character on him um but He's he's like this, and then all of a sudden you have that one moment where he tells this story, and it's like holy shit! This dude has like you can't even even hearing the story, you just can't imagine being in that situation. They just delivered the atomic bomb, and on their way back, their boat gets sunk, and it's a thousand men in the water, and only three hundred of them came out. Yeah, like it, just to, like to have gone through all of that, and you know he's still alive and he's still kicking. And he's just like. He, this is how he copes with all of that it's yeah I mean years. like
0: it's kind of like survivor's guilt like you did this thing that killed so many That's people cool. and then now you're like obviously war is as hell, and it wasn't like his choice to do that you know he was doing his duty and whatnot and, and all yeah you know, it's a character but you you feel this weird sense of like why me why did I survive mm hmm And, uh, I, I almost feel like that's like he, he was fine dying because that was almost like his purpose. Like he was there to help them catch the fish, kill the fish, you know, kill Jaws. And, uh, it's just, you know, this is one of those, um, movies based on the novel that I've always wanted to read, but never actually uh, got the opportunity to. I really should just read it.
1: I have heard, and I have not read it, uh, but I do know. I, I, I do know there was a quote from Spielberg saying when he first read the novel, he was rooting for the shark <laughs> because all the all the human characters in the novel are terrible. Like they they altered some of them, I think. Uh, yeah. As you always do when you adapt anything, but yeah, the other thing I think with Shaw, like the character of Quint is Captain Ahab in this. As well, like he's either killing the shark or the shark's killing him. It's 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 one or the other. So for him to to get eaten by the shark, you know, fucking brutal scene too. Like oh yeah, that that scene. While you can say oh the shark looks fake, but that's a brutal scene. This movie's rated PG when it came out in 1975. There was no PG thirteen at the time, but Pretty that glory. scene is. <laughs> That's rough for a PG movie. That'd be rough for a yeah. PG-13 movie in a lot of ways, especially at that time, had there been that deno- you know um that rating because he it's 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 not quick, it's a slow death in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. It takes its time setting it up and then he's just getting chomped. He's like getting eaten alive and he's mm-hmm. screaming the whole time. It also has the best quote on IMDb the quotes <laughs> list which is "Quint: brackets in shark's mouth." Ah Someone took the time to add that into the quotes <laughs> list on IMDb, and I thank you, person. That's personally.
0: great. That's pretty freaking great. Uh, IMDb, people always thinking of us.
1: But yeah, I mean, Quint is a great character. I love Chief Brody uh, and Roy Scheider. Chief it's Brody. Funny. So I saw this movie when I was a kid. I just have to tell the story real quick because it, I, I can't watch this movie now without the, being reminded of this saw the movie when I was very young, but then when I was about 20, I dated a girl whose grandfather looked like Roy Scheider. And I don't mean like had a passing resemblance to Roy Scheider. Like if I had seen this man on the other side of the street and you told me it was Roy Scheider, I would believe you. Except that he had such a thick southern drawl, I could not understand a word the man said. So it was like, it, it was like Roy Scheider, but with Boomhauer's voice coming out of him. <laughs> and so every time I watch this movie, I'm reminded of that. But Roy Scheider's great in this. Chief Brody's a great man. character.
0: Chief Brody is such an interesting character. And I always go back to this this man who's afraid of water, who lives on an island. Yep. And I think what an enigma. What a like just eternally complex man. Like I Wow, why why live on a? I mean, I know there's reasons and stuff and money and whatnot, but you know, it's still you're afraid of water. It's like I'm afraid of heights. I'm not going to live on a tree or something.
1: Huh. I'm afraid of heights. So I'm going to move into a to a penthouse with all glass walls.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not going to do Fantastic. that.
1: Like no, no, no.
0: Yeah, it it just seems. It seems kind of crazy. And not only that, but when the opportunity comes up to go after the shark and do all these things, he does it.
3: Well, oh, but to help of a little wine. Yeah, I mean.
0: A lot of wine. I'm sorry. He filled that fucking glass up. <laughs> I
1: love that. That, uh, that one never fails to make me laugh, where he takes the <laughs> bottle of wine and just starts pouring it into what's left of, I guess, beer, probably that was in Something his glass whatever was in his pint glass ahead of that and you have got Hooper there like
0: oh you might want to let that break. never
1: mind he just fills the <laughs> pint glass with wine
0: yeah that whole so. so the scene just even starting from like where he's so distraught and he's sitting at the dinner table before Hooper comes over and his his son is like mirroring his movements and like the things that he's doing and that's one of my favorite scenes. It really has like it really has nothing to do with like most of the movie. It's just this tiny little thing, but it's just so just such a perfect and simple moment between a father and a son.
1: Yeah, it has it has zero to do with the plot of the movie at all, but without that scene, you look at Chief Brody completely differently. That one little moment with his son is enough information about him as a dad that you learn so much about him and it may it changes it it changes your perspective of him as a person as a character and that's that's a brilliance of it's well written but that's also spielberg is good at making you care about people and he has this ability to do that in his movies and Mm -hmm. and that's a very spielberg moment
0: right there also uh what is um Um, shit, I lost my thought. It flew right out of my head. I, mean, so I, I, I know.
2: Go ahead. I, mean, I know Roy more from him, one of his other shows that he's also in the ocean.
0: See, oh, yeah. Sequest.
2: Yep. I That's remember what I know that most from because I used to watch the
0: crap out of that. Oh yeah, that had Jonathan Brandis in it. Right. It yes, did. it did. I watched. Yeah, he's great in that.
1: Roy Scheider was great. I I enjoyed him as a as an actor, and he and then the way he plays Brody and the way he plays Brody in relation to Quint and Robert Shaw, who uh, we talked about, but just crushes it in this. And then to throw Richard Dreyfus in there, where he's playing, he's uh, he is the wormy like hooper. like uh like college guy with money. Yeah. But he's not afraid to get into it and do what needs mm-hmm. to get done. And Dreyfus, it, Dreyfus is also just spot on with this. There's a reason that he got uh, an Academy Award nomination.
0: Yeah. He's the one that I like f- – I guess you could say I was like crushing on in the movie for my younger days at least. And – um which sounds weird. Cause now I'm actually closer to his age than I was when I first saw the movie. But anyway, not the point, you know, cause he was like, he was silly and funny and he has like some great lines in there. Like, you know, with the, uh, with the mayor and his sarcasm, which is just oh, yeah. speaks directly to my soul as an East coaster. Um, also like he makes funny faces and stuff. Oh, also by the way, Part that gross Scott out the most is him making the faces while wearing the gloves. I don't I mean, know why. They were probably dirty he, as fuck and smelled like fish or something. But
1: oh yeah, those those gloves have all sorts of shit yeah. on them. He's just like he's like sticking his himself fingers in his mouth. It. Yeah. Blech. Blech. Now Dreyfus was great in this. Like he's got that perfect mixture, and his his voice is just shrill enough to be annoying, but he's supposed to be like. It's meant to be. And then, of course, his laugh is it's it's an iconic laugh, but it's also perfect because, you know, like it annoyed Robert Shaw. But the laugh also annoys the character of Quint at the same time. So, like, it's doing double duty there. (laughs) And that that whole scene at night and the boat is just great with the three of them. Where they're comparing their scars and they're drinking yes. and they start they start singing. It's
0: like a romance almost.
1: It like, is. It's just,
0: seriously. It is. Like they're there. They're having dinner. They're drinking. They're bonding. They're showing each other scars. And then it's they get romance. into personal stories. It is. It's totally like, yeah. And one so, of the
3: scenes that is parodied a ton.
0: Yes. Sure. Also.
1: But when you think about it, what type of stuff gets parodied? The parodies are usually of things that are iconic and memorable and well executed. And it's just mm-hmm. now now people are going to take that and deconstruct it and and all that kind of stuff. So it's like it's it's a brilliant scene. It's well it's well done, and it's all just the strength of those three people in the room doing what they do.
0: Speaking of the parody, because I rewatched the, um, you know the the. The Land Shark SNL sketch from 1976 or 1975, yeah. like right after the movie came out, and it's got um, John Belushi playing the Richard Dreyfus character, and like it's just constant scenes of picking up a blanket and looking at like like what the dead body, and doing the same like <sighs> like yeah. this was no boating accident, you know, like the whole. <laughs> it's what? just great. Uh, what I
1: liked, so like that scene in the movie though, where he's mm-hmm. examining the remains of of Chrissy. What I really like about that is you've got this Hooper is he's he's trying to put on like the brave face. He's trying, you know, he it's not like he's never seen dead tissue before, but yet it's still he's still like doing everything he can to hold it together while he's looking at this and recording himself and trying to chastise the Medical examiner for the
3: the whole boating accident. Yeah, angle. That piece
0: of shit. Because he's and like looking off in the Trump's corner. to
3: that guy because he plays the ashamed part very well because he knows <laughs> what he's doing and then he's oh, like, oh, uh, oh yes,
0: <laughs> this was a boating accident. What? Huh? Yeah,
2: it's because yes, I, I believe so. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: the mayor.
1: Oh, the mayor Murray Hamilton is as the mayor with that Fucking terrible man. suit jacket with all the anchors on it. <laughs> and yes. he's always holding a cigarette in his hand that he hasn't quite lit yet. And he just, I mean, it's a, it's a tropey character, but it's so well done because like the, every time he's on screen, all you can think is, I just want to punch this guy in the throat. Yeah. Just every time he speaks, you're just like throat punch, throat punch. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfectly done.
0: Especially like as time goes on. Cause you see like, he's a piece of shit who won't close it. <laughs> who won't close the beaches and whatnot. And then the fact that uh, Roy Sharder's character, I can't think of his name anymore. Oh my God, Brody. Martin Brody. So the fact that then Martin Brody gets like slapped in the face for something that he didn't really do. Like He tried to stop um, people going to the beaches. He tried yeah. to stop that little kid from being killed. Yeah. But and if because he had
3: the- closed the beach, that woman probably would have said, why are you closing the beach? You should keep it open. But, you know, they only learned after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it, and that's another
1: scene that says a lot about Brody as a character because he stands there. He takes that. He doesn't pass the buck. He doesn't be he isn't like, you know, pointing at mm-hmm. Vaughn like, uh, no, he made me keep him open. He takes it all. Vaughn doesn't even offer up anything beyond that. Well, she's not, you know, she's not right about that uh or she's wrong it's not your fault like he he, vaughn does nothing and even after all of that where brody could have been like you know he could have just turned to him and like fuck off he's just no she's right like he still took that on himself so
0: he could have still shut it down but he didn't like Mm -hmm. he could have forced it it. he could have like tried to strong-arm the mayor right
1: yeah absolutely and he just didn't because he he was he's the new guy. He's only been there less than a year, so it's his first summer on the island. All that all that crap. Um, did you notice, or are you you know the cameos from the writers, right? Because Peter Benchley is in the movie.
0: Yes. As, oh yes, as yes. Go the ahead.
1: Interviewer reporter. That's great. I love That's that. That's
0: my favorite. <laughs> I pointed him out to. I was like, you know who that is, Dreadley? and he's like, a guy.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's him, and then uh, Meadows, the uh, the like mayor's aide or assistant, the other guy, the one that's like, we need to get pictures for the paper, all that. That's Carl Gottlieb, who co-wrote the screenplay with Peter Benchley. So I like seeing. I like when you do that. That's fun. And Spielberg's known to to throw cameos in there all the time, and people huh. that are involved. Did
3: you notice the cameo from ET? <laughs> he was in there twice. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's true. When they're uh, on the boat, there's a scene, and you can clearly see his ship flying across the, uh, the sky. And in the next scene, they switch camera, and you see it again. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely ET. Hey, there were no meteors at that Wait, meteorites, I guess at that point. Why did you go? Uh,
0: point, why did you no. go ET and not like uh, close, close encounters? Encounter.
3: Which would have made more sense because it was the n- next movie. <sighs> Jesus Richard Dreyfus
0: was also in that.
3: <laughs> Look, we all know that Close Encounters of the ET Kind was uh, the best movie. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, about I that, do like. And, that. Can I have it now? <laughs> I'm
1: really, I'm really hopeful that this is a true story. Um, of Lee uh, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kittner.
0: Oh yes, story- yes.
1: The story goes that she was story. in a restaurant and she saw that there was a sandwich called the Alex Kinter. And she was like, hey, I played I played Alex Kinter's mom in Jaws. And the owner of the restaurant came out and it was Justin Voorhees who played Alex Kinter. Like, yeah, I was your son. I love that yeah. story. It's so cool. Also, the fact that his name is Justin Voorhees.
0: Yeah, I watched I watched a Jaws documentary. Like-, like
1: Jeffrey Voorhees.
0: I don't even remember how long ago it was and I can't find it now so I have no idea where it went but it was like it had that story in it and I was just I just thought that was the cutest thing ever.
1: It is. It's so absolutely cool things. Also so this wasn't his first movie but this was like the movie that put Spielberg on the map. He had done Duel before this, he had done the Sugarland Express, but those were Duel was like Basically, what got him this job, but this put him on the map. But li- listen to these movies in succession. He made Jaws. Right after that was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, nineteen forty-one. Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. From seventy-five to like eighty-two. That's a pretty good string of movies. Even if you don't like nineteen forty-one, which Let's is you know, the weakest of those.
0: How many of those do you think I've seen?
1: I'm None? pretty sure you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yes, I have. Chris
1: Indiana Jones. Have it took you not me a long e- time
0: to watch it. Like have I probably seen, watched uh, it in the last e. five years.
1: No, I've never seen E.T. Oh, you should see E.T., it's a good movie. And you should see Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's a very good
0: movie. I've seen that. That's the one I have seen. ha Well,
1: that and Yeah, and then of course he went on to win Oscars and stuff. So
0: Yeah, he's a, a big time director now. <laughs> he's gonna make it, I think. Uh
1: I think that kid's got, an, of him. got a career ahead of him.
0: Yeah. He, might, he might just make it. We'll see what happens, though.
1: But uh, this, I mean, you can see that ability, that that award-winning ability, the direction that he's able to, to pull out of, of this movie, not only from the performances, but also the visual look of it and the styling. And it's got a lot of your uh, Spielberg hallmarks, in, including the people staring past the camera, which he does in, like, Everything. It's always people looking straight past the camera, and they do it a lot in this movie, and it worked. And it had that great push pull, uh, dolly zoom. Oh,
0: the beach scene! Oh my god, that is one of my favorite. Because, like, if you've ever watched movies with me, you know how sensitive I am to the things that I see and hear and whatnot. So, whenever camera, whenever they do camera tricks like that, I feel it. I feel the motion of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you take me to an IMAX movie, like, I will... I will feel, like, whatever's going on. I remember we went to, like, the... One of the science centers or something over here on the East Coast. And they had, like, the big dome IMAX theater in the... You know? So they would play, like, these space movies where they moved around and they did these different things. And I'd feel it, like, moving. Like, in the movie which is really great because I never get sick. Whereas like some people would get sick and throw up and have to leave. Like I yeah. get to experience it without the whole motion sickness. I don't get motion sick. It's weird, but pleasurable.
1: And that particular shot, well, it's not the first time that a dolly zoom was used because Hitchcock used it a lot too. It's mm-hmm. one of, it's one of the most iconic shots in film Ugh, because it's, it, just- it was done and it was done very quickly. And it like, It's an unsettling because the background and the foreground are moving opposite each other. It's an unsettling
0: visual. It's it's the literal feeling of dread. Yeah.
1: And and you couple that with the fact that leading up to it, you've got all these shots of people reacting to what's going on behind the camera that they're looking at. So you're seeing all of this and then you're starting to see people move away from it and react. And then we get that, we get slammed with that shot. And it, and it just, it, that whole scene builds to that. And it's so well done. But that's the kind of like Spielberg is good at doing that. He's good at creating those moments and those visceral moments for you. So I love oh, that. God.
0: And, and the kid is just, it's a horrific thing. Uh,
1: Again, this movie was rated PG. PG and they killed a damn kid in the first like twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, the
1: movie did not talk. look around.
0: Poor yeah, I'm not.
1: I'm not. I'm also not happy about that. But you know,
0: yeah. at least I mean, that don't even see it. We're gonna assume it happened, but Pippet was gone. <laughs> Pippet was gone.
1: Or do we all kind of agree that Robert Shaw? Uh, Quint getting eaten is the best kill in the movie I mean there's, it's not like there's a ton of them but
0: yeah there really isn't I mean it's either Quint or it's um, uh, that guy's uh, wife's roast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
1: was that some, uh, I <laughs> was going to say Chrissy at the beginning just because that's such a a, a great opening
0: oh yeah iconic that is where that she's is getting smashed
1: around in the water like I love that yes also, okay, so for as fake as the shark looks when you get, like, real good looks at it, which, okay, it does, but it it works for me. The prosthetic leg that they had in the scene where the guy's leg gets bitten off and that floats down and hits the bottom of the, the seafloor, that looked really fucking good. Yeah. Like, that was- I have
0: nightmares of that. I <laughs> I When I was a kid, I used to have dreams that I could see this this leg falling in the ocean, and I didn't even remember what movie it was from. Until I watched Jaws again when I was a little bit older, but like, holy shit, yeah, that's terrifying. Of course, we were a little worried about this older gentleman like rowing his boat near the boys. We didn't understand what was (laughs) up with him. So hey,
3: want some candy? Hey,
0: okay, I know he was just checking on them, but still, it was a little Mm -hmm. checking, yeah,
3: checking out. And
1: -hmm.
0: then there goes his boat.
1: I mean in the end he played the hero cause he got in between the kids and the sharks. So
0: I mean, hero bait,
1: meat shield, whatever nap, food, it worked.
0: Snack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's either, you, you know, you either go with the, the quint, which is the big and shiny in the shark's mouth, which I think is amazing. Like they actually have like different, like, I'd love to get something that looks like that, like a little statue where it's just like jaws chomping and his arms flailing or something. Like if they make like a toy or something, that would be really cute to put on the shelf. Um, But that's just like the big shiny kill. But in the beginning, like that's, I probably would go with that. My favorite kill. You're right. Well, and,
1: and the beginning one, because you don't see the shark at all. All you see is what it's doing and it's throwing her around and you see it from a POV and all of that. So it's like, it's such a brilliant opening. And it's a great one. And then the one with Quint is is iconic. And I just I always forget how visceral that one is. For whatever reason, every time I watch it, I'm reminded. Holy shit, this is you know it goes longer than I remember. It's always a little bit longer than I remember it being, and it's more brutal than I remember it being every single time. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, My one of my my funny parts that I always like watching is when when the kids are in the boat and the dad yells uh, because they're down by the oh house or whatever yeah. and he's like yelling and she's just the mom's like oh don't yell blah 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 it's okay and he's like reading the book and she picks it up and she looks at it and she just sees the shark like <laughs> chewing through the boat on the thing and she's just like you heard your father get down and it's like that always makes me laugh just because she was her all her
1: immediate she, yeah, her immediate 180 as soon as she sees the drawing of the shark chewing on the boat. I love that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Which wait, then remote- your dad's right. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I also like, uh, I mean, the, the and, and there's so many good lines in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you've got, uh, you know, um, what is there? Uh, come down here and chum some of this shit before uh, the shark shows up. The whole, you're going to need a bigger boat mm-hmm. that was ad-libbed. Um, is great. This is this wasn't a boating accident. Uh, is is awesome. I love Richard Dreyfus.
0: What does he say when when the mayor won't listen to him? He's like, I'm not going to stand here and and talk to somebody who's signing up to be you know Tuesday to be a hot lunch. lunch Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you later. Please don't do this. He's not.
1: Mr. Vaughn, what we are dealing with here is a
0: perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little
3: sharks. And that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic.
0: (laughs)
1: <laughs> and uh
0: so sarcastic i love the, it
1: and and while brian singer is not a name that people want to talk about because he's kind of a terrible person he did name his production company after a line from this movie which is when the guy comes up to roy to brody on bad the beach and he says he says I don't, he goes, that's some bad hat harry when he's wearing the swim I was trying
0: top. to show. I was trying to show, uh, Dreadly that, because it was always at the end of a uh, house whenever I watched House. Yeah. That's some bad, bad hat, Harry. Yeah. And I would watch the end of it and be like, "What is that from? What <sighs> is that from?" Until I watched Jaws again the next time I watched Jaws after seeing that. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that dude with the, with the hat with his ear sticking out."
1: Yep. Um, and just anything Robert Shaw said throughout the whole movie is great.
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, everything that Robert Shaw said.
1: Man goes in the cage. Cage goes in the water.
0: Sharks you go in the it. cage? Yeah. It's just like. Our shark. Farewell and adieu to you, fair <laughs> Spanish ladies. Oh Speaking my god. That, any cage, time. that cage got
2: destroyed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the point of the cage? Like, who made well, that piece of shit? I mean.
1: That cage wasn't made to go up against 25 foot Great White, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you make it out of tinfoil wrapped cardboard.
0: <laughs> that, but, that like, showcased. Okay. Really didn't like that cage. <laughs> no. no. No, I think he really liked Richard Dreyfus, if you know what I'm saying. Or <laughs> Hooper. Um, I also, from like when I was a little kid watching this to. Uh, when I was a little bit older watching it again, uh, completely thought that Matt Hooper died. Cause I forgot that he, like he goes, I never remember the scene where he hides in the, in the coral or whatever. Yeah. I always just like, Oh, he died. That's right. And I always think it's just uh, Martin Brody who ends up at the end living, but.
1: Yep. Uh, Also one of the better, jump scares in a film especially if you haven't seen it before or it's been a long time because they they worked a perfect sound sting into when the face shows up in the boat when Hooper's underwater and just that all of a sudden that face shows up and they they throw that sound stinger in there and you're not really prepared for that and they're also it's not like they set you up for some kind of a jump scare there either it just kinda comes out of nowhere at you. Oh,
0: is that the when they're at night looking yeah. at the at night when oh, they yeah, find yeah. the boat. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. right I, was, <laughs> I always assumed he pooped in his suit because like was
1: That's another one of those where it was a Spielberg the Spielberg quote is he got greedy and threw that in there. Like it wasn't originally part of the script and they decided <laughs> to go with that. And it works, even though it ha, you know it's not involving the shark directly at all. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's why it works because you just that's that's how a jump scare should be done. You're not setting up, waiting for the jump scare. Something's just going on, and then all of a sudden that comes out of nowhere. So that's where it's surprising. Yeah, so I like. That.
0: Do we want to talk about the body count?
1: I mean, we should.
0: Yeah, we haven't. What's the body count, Travis?
1: Well, the body count involves five people, one dog, allegedly. Oh, dog, the dog just disappears, so we're assuming. And two sharks.
3: And one boat. Uh, we got a a boat tiger boat shark. A boat
0: yeah, boat. He goes in a boat. <laughs> a what? A what?
3: That's, that's amazing, by the way, that you live there. I'm assuming those sharks are native there, the tiger ones. No, Actually, that's the point. I've never heard of Dash. What? What?
1: No, that that was the whole point is that is not a native shark. Eh. To that to those waters at all. It swam up from and that does happen on occasion, but there aren't tiger sharks in the northeast. That one came from the south. That's why he pulled the Louisiana license plate out of it. Which I'm not sure where the license plate in a shark stomach trope began. I know it's prior to this movie. But I liked that they did that anyway. Like he's just like, oh, this one came from down south. And he throws a license plate behind it. I feel like it's a, a cartoon thing. out of there, right? Yeah.
0: Also, uh, like, what was he was like? He opened the fish, and the f- fish had drank milk or something because it was just like white, milky, gross. gross. Again, though,
1: that's like there's another scene where you're seeing you're seeing stuff going on, but what you can't see the way he framed it makes that scene work better like if the camera had been 180 degrees and you watched him slice open the fake shark and all the guts spilling out and all the stuff coming out of it like to me that's not as effective as all you're seeing is Brody and Hooper's reactions to this and Hooper trying to like fight the smell of what's going on while he's pulling whole fish out of the shark like that is so much more effective to me yes. than seeing everything so uh, plus like you said the milk and like so you're getting you get parts of it you get just enough
2: well it's an alien
3: I know that shark is an android (laughs) exactly (laughs) syntho shark Mm -hmm. there's so Uh, much of that
1: in this movie there's so much like like again the the autopsy or the not autopsy but when Hooper looks at the remains like they don't show it you all you're getting is his reactions and to me that ends up being a yeah. lot more effective and a lot, yeah. lot more memorable. Like feeling said, like, the feeling.
0: Experienced of it, guy looking at this body and being so like stomach turned and upset. You can visibly see him and like this is what he does, right? Yeah. yeah. He's in
1: marine biology, so you know he's seen things before and yeah. it's still it's like he's barely holding it together. And then when he asked for the, I love when he asked for a cup of water and May I it have being a glass 70s, of water? He gets the, the little tiny paper cup of water. It's like a shot. It's a paper shot glass. Oh, it's the
0: little, takes it, takes the little
1: cone? Yeah, he the takes Dixie just a little sip of it and then sets it down. That was like half of a Dixie cup. It was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it like, why even give me water? water?
1: Yeah. When I just pour a little in my palm, I'll have the same amount of water.
0: Let's fill up a tiny cap of I need My a thin of
1: water, please. I also, I love the the final uh, line before Bruce blow, blows up when he's hanging on the boat. And because the music, we talked about uh, John Williams' score, but the music and that final scene where it's just building up, building up, building up, and then you get smile, you son of a bitch. And he shoots the, the air can, uh, air canister, which, you know, Mythbusters ruined by pointing out that it wouldn't blow up like that. But I don't care. It blew up in the movie because rule of cool
0: it's a movie it's a movie in real life everybody would have been dead true Mm -hmm. also the shark probably wouldn't have gone after a boat but you know whatever I digress
1: also true that shark did not like that boat
2: (laughs) no he didn't like any boat
1: (laughs) no he didn't but like the orca in particular Bruce was just like fuck this boat in particular I am going to do everything I can to sink this boat.
2: Well, it's got three pe- three three meal tickets on it.
1: It's got this asshole keeps shooting harpoons into me.
0: <laughs> hmm. True. It's all very interesting. But you know what it's time for? The 13! The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life and we're going to need a bigger show. Number one. (laughs) Thank you. Number one. Kitty cat. No,
1: No, there was was a dog.
0: There was Pippet the dog. I just want to say like at some point when I'm able to have like three cats at one time, I am going to name them. Brody, Hooper, and Quint swear. Quint's got to be the gray cat. That's just automatic, right? I guess maybe yep. Hooper's the orange one, and
1: Roy, Richard, Black Robert.
0: Black cat for Brody. Brody, Brody,
1: Brody. Let's call him Brody. Brody. Brody, 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 brody. But no, 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 kitty. Oh,
0: no number two, Volkswagen. Yes, I kept looking
1: for one. Where was it? I wanted the freaking Chevy that Brody was driving around, though. The there was Steve's <laughs> truck.
0: Was yes. Awesome. By the way, why did he had like a freaking convertible truck? Like, what the fuck was that? It was thing?
1: great. It was like a it was like a Chevy like proto SUV truck, but they chopped the top off of it. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> it's Like, hey, this is a beach town. <laughs> We're gonna just make everything convertible. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a blazer to me, but yeah. There was a um, a red and white Eurovan. I'm f- it was when all the people are coming onto the island, I believe. Because there's like a shit ton of cars and stuff like that all over the place. Like, all of a sudden, by the way, I just want to point that out. Like, the island is like, just, in, you know, normal inhabitants. And then this summer season comes around and there- it looks like there's like... Friggin' ten thousand people coming onto that island. It's it's enormous the amount of people. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of <laughs> cars. A lot of cars. Car
3: Number fairy. three,
0: scary location or time of the year: summer camp, beach, abandoned mental hospital, holiday, summer beach on an island, or on summer July. beach on an island. Fourth of July yes true it's in got the like a summer holiday that.
3: Uh-huh. huh what I'm the non-American says fourth of July yeah. Yeah. also this was the movie that made people scared to go into the water
0: yeah is it
3: until the mayor said why don't you go into the water I'm not gonna do it but you should
0: yeah he made that that other dude go in uh, <laughs> and his family that was sad. Um, I mean, they were fine, but still, you get the point. Mm -hmm. What a jerk. But yes, Beach. Uh, As I mentioned, this is the first movie filmed on the ocean. Or at least that's what I read. Um, Summer Beach and and Ocean. So this is a beach horror. I like that. That's an interesting category. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're going to be doing like summary type movies, so stay tuned for that in this show. <laughs> Number four, Meta Humor, Fourth Wall Breaks, mentioning the title. Not really.
3: No. Well, that's only because they changed the title, because <laughs> the original title was actually Squalus, which they mentioned over and over and over.
1: Well, and it it's interesting because like Spielberg is not afraid to have some nods at the camera. But this wasn't a movie for that. So it didn't happen. Now we'll give Monica a moment to recover from.
0: Um, yeah.
3: Imagine if they call it Squalas though. That would have been
0: <laughs> a different movie. Yep. That no one would have watched. Number five, archetype characters. Crazy Ralph from Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Almost.
3: Almost.
0: Fuck you. Randy yeah. from Scream. Dick Halloran. Norman Bates. Uh
3: I would say the, the mayor being all uh well safety Asholy-ish. last. Money first. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. That dude. What's that called? I don't know.
1: Shitty local politician.
0: Or something. Like, or person in power. Yeah. uh, Cash grabbing.
1: I mean, Quint, to an extent, is, right? He's the the crusty old
0: old sea urchin.
1: Yep, basically. Crusty old fisherman. So he kind of fits. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of archetype characters, but it works.
0: And... <sighs> I want to say. I actually want to say that the all three of the the main characters are a type of archetype character. Um. I, I don't know if they're like the first of their kind, but like, like if you had asked me, like, pick your favorite character, I might have said Quint. But at the same time, like, I love all three of them so much. Like there's just so much about each one.
1: Yeah. And what makes the movie is all three of them. Any, you can have like any one of them in the movies. Fine. All three of them is what makes it memorable and makes it a thing that you want to watch again
0: Mm -hmm. between
1: that and then the character development. Although the movie doesn't, I mean, this movie didn't create any of those archetypes. It didn't create those characters. It's not like, you know, uh, Randy from scream being the, a, a good example of like, that character didn't really exist before scream in, term, in terms of like being incredibly self-aware of what yeah. the movie is and all that. They, this movie didn't create the crusty old sea urchin, yeah. No. but man, did it use it to, to, uh,
0: very, proportions. yes. Yes. If you have any names for the archetypes that I've missed, feel free to write into the show at gore podcast, 13, gmail.com. Something.
3: <laughs> Just figure it's it out now. yourself.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Quick> mark, <laughs> it's we in give the, you the It's in the, the show notes.
3: Items. Yep. It's it's in the note folks. Pigeon.
0: I'm, I'm tired, okay?
1: Smoke signals also yes Yes.
0: Uh, carrier Pigeon is my personal favorite. Number six. Pointless boobies, weird wangs, moonies. Yeah, that girl was naked in the beginning. I mean
1: she was, but man.
0: You didn't
1: really see anything. Yeah, it was all in shadow.
0: You, you you saw wait. Did you not see boobies? Did I not see boobies? Did I think I saw boobies? You have to
3: free hard a car to see them see them. You gotta to you gotta them. pause <laughs> to really see it's them. It's not like they're in your face.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. Well, I mean there it's are still boobies people, in so your face still... later in the
3: movie, but
0: Okay. Yeah, I get your point.
3: Is a uh, my there my is a really's.
0: nude-ish type woman, but she is not naked. Does that make sense? There you go. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> but my like, point you is know, when they really show like tasteful, Harry, no. yeah.
0: <clears throat> tasteful yes. like nudes, but it's like from the side, like a silhouette, and like you see side boob, but it doesn't count as actual boob. Anyway, no.
1: dread is Dredd is pointing out Harry's man boobs, though. Yep, yes. they are in your face.
0: Yeah, they did put those man boobs in in our face, so I think Among we can't. Display mm, two man boobs. Number seven, telling, retelling the legend, and/or establishing the movie's rules, breaking Randy's rules. Not really.
3: No.
1: Again, not really that that type of movie to do that.
0: No, I mean Quinn had some rules on the boat, but that's like boating rules. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a little different.
0: Quince rules number eight. Dance sequence, montage sequence, good, bad, weird.
1: Uh, the first time all the people head out on the boats to kill the sharks, kind of a montage. Yeah, I was like yeah. chucking firecrackers. Why did they bring the that water. dog? I don't know. Why not?
3: Just sniff that out poor dog. Shrinks, obviously, the
1: Baked. the one dude right. was like throwing chum off the side of the boat before they even made it out to open water <laughs> he's just like I was told I'm throwing chum I'm throwing chum I don't care like dude you're not even out of the harbor yet I don't care there's sharks everywhere <laughs> chucking it over the port like dude, like
0: dude basically drawing it into the sea yeah they probably made all the stuff happen after that probably um, it's their fault yeah when they're getting the stuff ready on the boat that's kind of like a montage
3: it was sort of the gear up montage.
0: Yeah. yeah and uh, the first
3: of... kill is kind of a dance sequence, I guess.
0: Yeah. I'll allow it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The The way that I heard that they they had to do that so that it looked like she was moving like the shark. Like she was like in between like two things or something, like two planks of wood mm-hmm. and having being moved like that. Like that sounded really uncomfortable and yeah. naked at the same time. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, fucked. Number nine. Someone does stupid shit, or that scared the shit out of me. Whichever applies, or your favorite trope. Listening I to didn't the mayor? The,
1: yeah. <laughs> the mayor is just one string of stupid shit. Um, I mentioned the jump scare with the boat, the face in the boat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure got Monica.
0: The, mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, the I'm going to say uh, the the dudes with the roasts because that was probably the stupidest <laughs> thing ever, like uh, just ever. Like why? Mom's roast. I mean, why?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was a pretty dumb idea. They the obviously they had no clue how big of a shark they were dealing with, but yeah, it was kind of dumb. Like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna hook this roast on here. We're gonna catch us a shark from the from the dock. No. No, Bruce is gonna take your dock and he's gonna pull it out to sea with you on it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. My other thing is, is, I don't even know why the shark would have gone for the roast. I just, I don't know. It seems yeah, a little, they're really That was a little really bit of a stretch reason. for me. Yeah. If he's eating like, no like, raw people.
1: Right. There's no fish. blood. There's no. It's not thrashing about.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. And it was the other side of the island, which I always huh? forget. Uh, but I feel like also, there's a scene like that in like every Jaws movie where there's just two stupid people. Um, also,
3: when everyone just goes, uh, you know, hunting on the shark with their small, how do you call them? Not boats, but like boats for one or two people. You know, little robots um, and dinghies, yeah. Robots and dinghies. So, how are you gonna catch a shark with that? Also, why are you all staying in spitting distance of each other? Spread out a little. Also, why are you throwing the chum, as you said, there already? Why did I dream this, or was one of them throwing explosives in the water? Yeah, one yes. guy like the right graxes. next to other people. <laughs> Yeah, did I dream this? Just for fun,
1: (laughs) he he wasn't even trying to do anything for the shark. He just had like little M80s and he was just hucking them into the water. I (laughs) I, yeah, it was dumb. The boat with like eighteen people getting onto a little fifteen-foot aluminum people are
0: never gonna get out of the harbor. (laughs) Yeah, I like that he was warning them. He's like, "Oh, I'm looking for Chief Brody."
1: Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was a great moment for for Hooper. Just turn around; <laughs> they're gonna die.
0: Uh, so sarcastic! I love him.
3: Mm-hmm. Love him. Well, trope. Uh, the shark Things that
0: shouldn't explode. It's that
3: explode?
2: <laughs> the exploding air canister.
1: Yeah, exploding yes. shark would be oh, a trope. Yeah, a trope. Uh, captain of the boat getting pissed off at somebody else on the boat for not doing what he told him to do. Which is basically every other line of Quint was just yelling at Hooper to do something, and Hooper not doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> my boat, my rules.
0: I really like Richard Dreyfuss in this movie. We kind of gathered that. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Uh, play the clip because that's stupid stuff. A what? A what? Yeah, it's a tiger shark. A what?
3: It's a shark and a tiger. They made it.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Tony the tiger? When when a mommy tiger and a daddy shark fall in love. Number 10. Solitude shots. I'm going to go with the first scene in the movie. Probably my favorite kill. Or maybe my least favorite kill because it actually scares me. You know, the girl all alone. Swimming in the water with the boy who's drunk on the shore. Can't move, apparently. Passed out. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing's going to save her. There's a buoy that just. That's just not going to help at all. That's just so. So vulnerable and naked and everything. Like, it's just so defenseless
1: there's that there's a quite a few of them on the boat especially at night on the orca
2: and then there's there's of course the mm-hmm. final shot to blow up the shark
0: that whole yeah. scene is him by himself yeah when we think he's alone because I forgot and think Cooper's dead still
1: <laughs> even even the shot of the two of them paddling back into shore at the end where it's just them on that's open so water that's
0: sweet though I just like the response, too. It's like, Quint just shakes his head. Nope. And that's it. And then they just like kind of move on. Yeah, um, and the
1: movie just sort of ends. No resolution. Shark's dead. They make a joke. That's they make a bad a joke,
0: and then it ends.
1: No, 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 no. Any sequel? No.
0: What?
2: There is no sequels. No. There's a sequel.
3: No. There's, there's one sequel. It's strange that we didn't do a ranking on this one.
0: huh? Oh.
3: <clears throat> no.
0: Yes. Uh, the, the combination to the ranking is one, two, three, four, five. I mean, four, because there's no five. You get my point. Huh. Huh. Huh.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what's funny, but okay.
0: Number 11. Scary score, spooky soundtrack. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: don't know what you're talking about. Never heard the clip. score before. No, mm-hmm. no. I don't
1: know who this John Williams guy is, but.
2: <laughs> he, he does pretty good music.
1: He's,
0: he's, he's like, right. he might Make it. He right. might make it. Right. That was my joke before. You can't take that again. It's, it's the same we, too, yeah. we, we, we also off,
3: yeah. uh-huh.
0: might have a it, career.
3: He also might earlier.
0: have a career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll work together again, too, or something. They,
1: they might. Who knows? That, yeah. is, you know, honestly, they did good on this movie. They should work together again. Yes. <laughs> now it's, John? Like, the, mu- the music made the movie, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. John Williams is something. Uh, whenever I talk to other fans of this movie and and the like, John Williams' name always invariably comes up because he is just fucking fantastic. I so I have seen this movie a ton of times as a kid, but in twenty fifteen I was able to go to the theater and watch it for the first time. Like obviously, because I am not old enough to whatnot, and. You know, it's as much as you like watching it and you can see it on your big screen with your speakers and whatnot, there is nothing like seeing it in the theater and you think you know what it's going to feel like and it's not. It literally transports you because the the speakers are all around. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a phenomenal feeling. God, I miss going to the movie theater, by the way. (laughs) It's been too long.
1: I have been lucky enough to see this on a big screen a couple of times. Um, One of them was on a like 40 foot screen um, outdoors on the water. Um, It wasn't actually on the water. It was right at the shore. Um, But that was, that was a ton of fun uh, to watch it like that. Where was that? That was at our local film festival. They do every night during the festival, they have a free movie in the park um, a couple of blocks away from like, that's in your state. And it's in mm-hmm. my it's in my city, and oh. they always the free movies that play down at the park um, are always things like Jaws and Star Wars and these big kind of blockbuster family friendly movies and Jaws Encounters.
3: and Close Encounters
1: <laughs> is one that kind of stuff and so like it was great to go down and to see this it's right you know they they play them at dusk and you've got hundreds of people all just sitting out on the lawn watching it on this giant inflatable screen. And it was, it was super fun. So like, that was, yeah, that was a ton of fun.
0: That sounds really fun. Kind of like going to the drive in almost, you know, like outdoors and whatnot. It really it's is. It's kind of the of car.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you can sit in your car too. No. Oh, no, I mean,
1: but it's got so that it's same like feel, firework there. kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't go out much, but like, yeah. So that sounds awesome too. Um, I got, to, when I was watching it, I was watching it with these older ladies who apparently, you know, had seen the movie like a bunch of times. I think they went to see it originally, so they were all chatting with one another. And I was there all by myself with my big bucket of popcorn and this music. It just filled, um. it fills you up because it's just blaring and so loud, and it just, the screen is so big. It's such a different experience. Like, you know, if you ever get the opportunity to watch it, I say go. And speaking of that, they're actually bringing it back this September. They're going to have showings of Jaws. And I think they even said like 3D showings of Jaws. I think it's like September 2nd, uh, 2022. Because that's what year it is. um, In some theaters, which... I have to find out which ones, because the article didn't actually say uh, where it would be playing. But, you know, go check that out, look for it, and whatnot. And I'm telling you, you're not going to regret watching Jaws that way.
1: Yeah, if you have the chance to see it in a theater on a big screen with good sound, do it. It's
0: worth it. Oh, yeah. Fucking, it'll knock you the fuck out. Hmm. Sorry. You um you guys like the music? Oh, no, Fun. not at all. Okay. <laughs> Good. Number 12. Final girl. Um Yeah, we've already said it.
1: <laughs> Chief Brody.
0: Chief Brody's the final girl. Yes.
1: He kills the killer. Makes and it to you the think end. That-
0: Makes him the final girl. (laughs) Um. No. But. I will say. I will say that I love. Chief Brody. Being that person who hates water. Who is so scared. Who went through this whole thing of. Now you know people dying. And him blaming himself. And he got to go out there, go on the boat, be in the water, kill the shark. Like it's, it's vindication. And I mean, I don't know if he's not afraid of water anymore, but it's definitely a step in the not as afraid of water anymore. Well, I guess I did see the second one. I don't remember what happens in the second one.
1: He says right at the end of the movie, I used to hate the water.
0: Yeah. Oh, well then there you go. But anyway, I watched the second one again soon. Just so I can remember what happens in that one. There's a lot of boats in it. I remember that.
3: Bigger boats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The kids go sailing or some shit like that. Who knows? Yeah, that's the second one. The second one, they go sailing. The third one, they're underwater in that weird glass thing. And then the fourth one is when they go to Jamaica, right? Am I right? The end. Number 13, the Savini scale of gore. It's not the quantity of gore, it's the quality of gore. Special effects and monsters. So how many... Dreadly?
3: Uh, chewed up off legs. Chewed up legs? Chewed (laughs) off? Chewed legs? Chewed Chewed legs. There you go.
0: How many chewed legs? What? How many chomped (laughs) quints?
3: There you go. That's only one, though, so, uh...
0: Well, there was only one leg. (laughs) I don't know know what you're trying to say. (laughs) Uh,
2: How many chompy chomps? There you go. We'll go go. with chompy chomps still. Faye? I mean, other than the shark, everything was actually pretty decent. And the shark itself wasn't horrible, but it's not great either. Uh, Probably say it's six out of ten. Chompy Chomps.
1: Chompy Chomps. Chomp Chomp. Tree of us. Uh I'm giving it a solid seven and a half shark teeth out of ten. Shark teeth. Okay. Yes.
0: You mean like a really
1: little really <laughs> While while the yes. While the while the shark isn't spectacular, trust me, I having I have not seen any of the sequels, but I've seen enough clips to know that the shark got worse. <laughs> very, very nice. oh, Yeah, he got
3: blown oh, up. Come on now. He had
0: surgery so,
1: afterwards, and then... it, it, it's
0: a different shark.
1: But also, like, again, other things around that were great. Um, mm-hmm. And all of the effects work in this were, was spectacular. So, yeah, I'm going to go seven and a
3: half. Shark teeth. Dreadly. Well, I've met the actual shark, so. Uh... <laughs>
0: So what? have
3: I. I've been in Universals. Yeah. Uh, he's cute in real life, okay? Uh, I was gonna say seven chompy chomps. Solid.
0: Um, I'm gonna give it seven and a half chompy chomps. We're all basically around each other anyway. Well, so there you go. Dread 7, Phase 6, Wicked 7.5, and Travis 7.5. And that'll wrap up 13 for this episode. And now we play... What the hell was that? It's where we play a clip from our next movie, provided by our clip curator, Dreadley. Play the clip, Dreadly. And we're gonna have
1: a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on a
0: ball break, walking in and in the moonlight. Can you guess that movie? Give it a try next Friday when we post our gift clues on our Twitter. So you'll have to follow us on Twitter to do to do that at Gore podcast. Uh, the first person to guess it correctly gets a shout out on the next episode. And you can be like PFF underscore Derek from Twitter who guessed summer of 84 correctly. I was. Thank you,
3: Derek. Yeah, congratulations! And uh, I was going to say You're you can also winner. guess before we post our uh, uh, gifts, but then I thought, well, this comes out after the gifts, so that's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know anymore. Where are we? <laughs> Do you know even to begin with? I know. I don't know how time works anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes.
2: Yeah. Careful, you'll go cross-eyed. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, there are no emails for this week, but if you'd like to email the show and tell us some archetype characters that you like, some tropes from Jaws, or I don't know, you know, what you had for lunch or something, uh, you can email the show, gorepodcast13 at gmail.com.
1: Please email uh, us. Please, please. We need your emails.
0: We need to read oh, no. something <laughs> God that sounds like us. Um yes. Uh, we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash gore13 if you want to support us. And uh, yeah, Travis, where can people find you?
1: <laughs> I am anywhere and everywhere as TV's Travis, uh, most active on Twitter. Uh, also, tvstravis.com to find uh, all the other shows that I do.
0: The many, 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 many shows.
1: Including when you try to get me roped into other shows. Hey. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Hey, I just, I know you're willing and able to do a lot <laughs> of things. It's very so true. So I figured I'd, you know, throw you to the wolves. Faye, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at ChibiFaylin. That's about it. And finally, Dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you.
3: Well, you can find me mostly on Twitch and sometimes on Twitter. Not really. Uh, and if you want a link to those, just head over to thedreadzone.com and you'll find links there. Monica, how can people find you?
0: Well, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at WickedKitten13. Um, I do a Hearthstone podcast called Hearth Casual. I do a Heroes of the Storm podcast called q for fun This month we did some interviews with people in the queer community. Um, So you want to check out that feed especially. And I work on a podcaster competition show called ANTP, which is Ending in a week or so. So check that out. We have some amazing episodes. Very surprising results, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's an interesting show. Check it out. Uh, That's how me and Travis know each other, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that here. Yes. That is how we met. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can find that wherever you find your little podcastiness. And... That's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight.
1: Dun,
0: dun,
2: dun, 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 dun.